Welcome to the Olive Podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's Deputy Editor and Podcast Host, and each episode I'll be catching up with chefs, cookery writers and characters from the food scene in Britain and beyond. Join us each week to expand your food knowledge as our guests share 10 things we need to know about the specialist subject. And do listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where they also reveal their top cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. I'm delighted to welcome Hannah Guinness back to the podcast today. Hannah is Olive's in-house drinks expert and you'll see her monthly column, The Measure, in the magazine each month where she shares her top drink finds, home bar hacks and favourite places to visit. Welcome, Hannah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, So the sun's finally out and I thought I'd ask you to come and share your thoughts about summer drinking. I know you've got loads of tips and inspiration for us, so let's get straight into it. Um, So I'm having a party. I've got lots of people coming what is the best party drink for me to put out? So I think um, time saving and easiness should be your themes for party drinks. Um, And for that, I would definitely um, try and make a punch. Um, It's a classic party drink. Um, It's really flexible. Generally, it's a base spirit like rum with citrus, some kind of sweetener, a bit of water, um, often spice, and then usually like soft drinks, juices, tea or sparkling wine. Um, You can kind of freestyle or look up a recipe. We've got a recipe for uh, Jamaican rum punch on the website if you want to look that up um, and I really like them because you can just make up a huge bowl yeah. and people can just kind of help themselves so because the last thing you want is to be running back and forth making individual yeah. drinks for people you just kind of want to let people do their own thing yeah also you can um, I guess put out you know recyclable paper cups rather yeah. than having lots of glass and stuff around and then maybe just with a little ladle so people can ladle it into yeah exactly yeah and how do I keep it cool well, um, so a really easy hack is to, you know, there's silicon cake moulds that you can get. Yeah. Um, so if you fill it, fill it the day before the party, fill that f- full of water, yeah. then freeze it solid overnight. And then when you're ready to make, when the punch is ready and you're ready to serve, um, take it out. And because it's silicone, it'll peel really easily off. Okay, yeah. Um, so put the your giant ice block <laughs> in the bowl that you're serving your punch in, pour yeah. the punch in around it. And because it's so large, the ice will melt super, super um, slowly. So it nice. won't kind of dilute the drink too much. Yeah. And you can basically just leave it out. So if it's hot, it'll keep the drink really cold. That's an amazing shout. I love that. Fantastic. Um, I was just thinking you could actually freeze some bits into that as well, couldn't you? Like little bits of fruit and stuff just to make it look really pretty. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, fruit, strawberries, berries would be really nice. Yeah, I love a bit of fancy ice. Um, I was thinking about summer drinking and cocktails. And another thing I've seen a lot of recently is quirky garnishes, especially savoury. Let's talk a bit about that. So, yeah, um, you can do so much with cocktail garnishes, um, way beyond, you know, the usual um, citrus slices and cocktail cherries and that kind of thing. A really fabulous savoury garnish is a gilda, which is actually a classic Spanish um, snack from from northern Spain, Mm. the Basque region. Um, and it's basically pickled chilies, anchovies and olives threaded on a skewer. Nice. Um, it's delicious by itself, to be honest with you. Um, but it works well with um, more savoury cocktails. So I did a recipe for a Spanish Bloody Mary, which is made with fina sherry that oh, you can lovely. find on the website. Um, and I added a gilda garnish for that. So yeah. it's just really kind of, it's kind of a good brunch cocktail, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and then also um, for drinks like martinis or margaritas, um, I really love just using pickles. So 
you know, I mean, something like a martini, you'd use an olive, but you can use pickled onions, cornichons, gherkins, um, and for a margarita, like pickled jalapenos are really good. Yeah, because they go with those kind of savoury flavours, yeah. don't they, both of those drinks. Definitely martinis as well, because I know, you know, like dirty martinis with an olive in it. And you, mm-hmm. I think I had one with like a blue cheese stuffed olive, which sounds weird, but actually yes. definitely worked. <laughs> oh, there is. Yeah, I think I've had that before. <laughs> Super delicious. Yeah. And then things like herbs are quite nice too. Yeah, I really like using um, just like woody herbs, like rosemary, um, you know, things like thyme and mint. Um, just, I mean, I, I, in my garden at home, I've got all those growing um, and they're just a really nice way to kind of jazz up really simple drinks. So like things like G&Ts yeah. or um, so mint is classic for mojitos. Um, rosemary is really nice for gin and tonics yeah. and even something simple like lemonade or like a soft drink. Oh, I like yeah, adding like nice. a sprig of thyme. It just adds a lot of yeah. aromatic And you just flavor. give it a little rub in your finger first, just fingers, just to kind of like release some of the oils. Yeah, I sort of almost like to bruise the leaves slightly to kind of release their, yeah, release fragrance as well. Fab. So it wouldn't be summer without spritz, but there's more to Aperol spritz, isn't there? I think in one of your recent columns, you said you can switch up your spritz game. Yes. Um, As much as I love an Aperol spritz, um, you can, yeah, spritz is a super, super easy drink um, that you can adapt um, using, you know, lots of different ingredients. Um, The main rule or the main ratio to remember when you're making a spritz is three, two, one, and that is a in that same order, um, fizz, uh, a bitter liqueur, mm. and a splash of water. And as long as you stick to those proportions, um, your spritz will usually turn out really well. Um, and yeah, all of those ingredients, I mean, bar the water, obviously, um, you can play around with. So instead of Aperol, you could try something like Campari, which gives a more bitter, kind of more grown-up spritz. Mm. Um, and instead of sparkling, you know, for the sparkling wine, Prosecco is really classic. That can be quite sweet, though, so I quite like using Carver, which is also quite affordable. Yeah. Or if you're being, if you want to treat yourself, you can use champagne or even, you know, something with less alcohol, something like a kind of really dry cider would be nice as well. Yeah, that's cool. And there, there are, I mean, the whole sparkling wine thing has exploded, hasn't it, since mm. Prosecco became, like, tre- really trendy. Like, now you can pick up a nice bottle of some kind of sparkling wine quite easily in supermarkets and it won't break the bank. We're not talking like 30 quid. No, definitely not. Yeah, cool. Love that. Now, pink drinks are so popular in the summer. Why? I mean, everybody knows about rosé. What else do we have? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, we're seeing so many pink drinks. Obviously, pink gins are everywhere. Um, I've seen pink vodka, pink cider, and um, also things like pink vermouth. Um, and a lot of those, what they have in common is they often try, they're often trying to emulate the flavours of rosé wine because, as you said, rosé wine is such an iconic summer drink. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these drinks sort of want to channel the flavour, particularly of that, you know, that pale pink rosé yeah. from the south of France, yeah. which, you know, is just so delicious to drink when it's really hot. Um, and, yeah, I think it's... Um, so in recently, our wine writer, Kate Hawkins, uh, recommended um, a new rosé vermouth from the Aperitivo Co. It's called Sofia. Okay. Um, and I also really like um, El Bandara, which is a Spanish brand. They have a rosé vermouth as well. Lovely. And that's also really good in a spritz, actually. Um, oh, nice. So instead of where you'd use the Campari or the Aperol, use I would it just in the use, middle bit. use yeah. the vermouth, yeah. Um, also, Kate suggests using um, it in a 50-50 martini. So you do 
half rosé vermouth and half gin and make a sort of cute little pink Sounds drink. lethal, but lovely. It is, yeah, it's uh, maybe not too many. Maybe just one. Um, a fave drink of mine is a chilled red, and I love it, especially with food in the summer. I'm a big fan because I love reds, but sometimes, you know, it's a little bit heavy. Mm. So so chilling, it's fab. How do, how do we know what to chill? Um, so, yeah. Chilled reds are really, really great, particularly for um, meaty barbecue dishes, mm. which need something a bit more substantial other than, you know, sparkling wine or white wine. Um, I would basically go for, like, any kind of light red generally works well chilled. Yeah. So I would try grapes like Pinot Noir and Gamay yeah. and, yeah, anything like that. Yeah. Chill it for a little bit and it'd be delicious. I think it's it's interesting that um, the French are really good at doing these light reds, aren't they? Mm. And, and serving them um, chilled. And I... I've been to several restaurants recently which have pointedly put like a red on the menu that's served chilled as well. So it's definitely a trend that's happening as well. Yeah, you're definitely seeing it more and more. Yeah, cool. Okay, I went to Lisbon this year and I had a lot of port and tonic, which is a lovely drink. But you don't just have to use white port in it, do you, which is the classic one, because this is another thing that came from your column. Yes, so so Porto, the classic famous drink is white port and tonic mm. which is super delicious um but another idea from um kate hawkins was to use tawny port instead of white port um tawny port is just a really nice really nice drink it's really fresh nutty and sweet so just use that mixed with tonic water plenty of ice um and garnish with a bit of orange and thyme yeah i think tonic's one of those mixers that can really like you know give a different dimension to a drink can it because it's got all of those savory flavors in mm. it and it's got all those extra kind of levels of flavor so you can kind of experiment and try it with different things yeah it's really versatile i think it works um it's one of those things where it can work with like drier more bitter drinks but mm. also um it's really good for like liqueurs and sweet wines like port it just sort of balances it out and doesn't make it and stops the drink from becoming too sickly too like overbearing yeah fantastic now on to beer and cider cocktails i'm a huge fan of um Shaky Pete's Ginger Ale, which is one of Hawksmoor's signature cocktails. Um, and from memory, it's I think it's gin and um, ice and lots of fresh ginger made into a slushy, and then you top it up with an ale, and it's fantastic. What do you think about um, lager and beer and cider cocktails even? Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I think, so we've got something... Um, We've got a cocktail on the website called a Lagerita, which I think actually you wrote, Janine. Did I? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> See, I love a beer cocktail. Yeah, so yeah, not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, and that has tequila, lager, um, lime, and a spicy salt mm. rim. Super delicious. Um, I really like doing kind of posh shandies. Oh, I'm I a big fan idea. of those. So yeah. instead of just using like any old lager lemonade, um, you can try things like pale ales, IPAs, um, blonde beers, um, and you can use add extra things like cordials, so like elderflower liqueur is really nice, or ginger or extra extra citrus. Yeah, I actually had this thing in the pub the other day, which is like a Radler, mm. which is a beer, and and it was, I, can't, I think it was a German make. Um, so it was beer, and it was mixed with a grapefruit soda. Yes, I think I've had something similar. Yeah, so I think you could experiment a little bit at, mm. with that. I mean, you know, rather than just going for your bog standard lemonade, think about all those lovely sodas that you can get, like quite posh sodas. Yeah, there's so that many right instead. now. And that was really refreshing. And we have to talk about cider in those drinks because I know that you're a big cider fan. I am a big cider fan. So, yes, I really like doing a cider mimosa if you want a sort of less 
boozy drink. Yeah, nice. But that's still delicious. So I'd pick a, a sparkling cider and yeah. I would try to go for like a dry one. Yeah. Because you want to emulate, you know, champagne is usually used in a mimosa, so you don't want something too sweet. And you just add a little bit of orange juice and yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, I love it. And when we're on the, um, the subject of light drinks, you were going to tell us a little bit more about sessionable summer drinks. Because obviously you want something refreshing, um, maybe a little bit of booze, but not, not enough that it dehydrates you. What, what have you got for that? So I think, yeah, the, the key to a sessional summer drink is something that you could sip all day yeah. and not fall over um, at the end of it <laughs> <laughs> or fall over midway through because you've drunk too much. Um, obviously, low ABV beers. So I'm thinking like one or two percent ABV. Yeah, there's more of those are, out, are great. isn't there? Yeah, because yeah, obviously you have non-alcoholic beers, which are great. But I like one or two percent ones because it still delivers quite a lot of flavour. Mm. Um, and you can kind of feel it a little bit, but it's something you could drink all day. Yeah, it gives you that tiny little buzz. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's a, yeah, a little buzz. That's good. Um, so... I know you like it, like them too, but small beer are... Yeah, I love small beer. Yeah, they're brilliant. Their dark lager is a massive favourite of mine. It's like a black lager, which mm, is... I've had it, So yeah. it sort of tastes a bit like, um, if you can imagine, like a cross between a lager and a stout, which sounds a bit weird, but it's it's so refreshing. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's but so It's got nice. all of those stout flavours. It's kind of the... The um the caramelly flavour of it. That's good. Yeah. I wish I could see them more on tap because I've been to their tap room. Yeah. And you can buy, you can get pints of it, but I, I, I don't really see. It. I see bottles of it yeah, out and about, bottles, but I would, I don't yeah. really see enough kind of low alcohol beers just yeah. on tap, just to get a pint of. I think that'd be really nice. Yeah. Cool. And what else do we have apart from beers? Um, so if you're not so, if you're not so into beers, um, I would try just really simple two ingredient highball drinks. Okay. Um, so take something like a whiskey and soda instead of whiskey. Or a gin and tonic, so you swap a spirit for a fortified wine, okay. which might sound a bit weird, but um, drinks like vermouth, sherry, um, port, just as we've said earlier, yeah. just, just work really well. And they're less, they're not as strong as spirits. So um, you still have all the flavour, but yeah, less of the alcohol. Okay. Um, classic one, so this is a Spanish classic, is Fina Sherry with Lemonade, yeah. which is really nice. Um, and also I was on holiday um, in Cordoba last year and I saw a cocktail which is a Monteado sherry which is a, a similar to Fino but a little bit nuttier with ginger ale wow that sounds incredible yeah it was it was really nice um, and then other things like vermouth and tonic or kind of anything <clears throat> just, just experiment and lastly something non-alcoholic and super easy to make please um, so I when it gets to, when, it, when, it, when it starts becoming really hot I just really like making cold brew tea um, it, it couldn't be easier. Um, just take your favourite loose leaf tea. Um, so I, things like green teas or white nice. teas um, or even just your favourite herbal tea. Yeah. So just add, um, it, whether it's loose leaf, or we can also use tea bags. Just yeah. don't, make sure you don't use too much. Put it in a big jug, fill it full of cold water and put it in the fridge overnight. And it just does the same thing as if you were brewing a hot, a hot cuppa, okay. but just much more slowly. And I find the flavours... Are kind of a bit more delicate and yeah. less, they're like less tannic and less intense, and then you just have this really refreshing kind of chill drink to have. And, but you want to choose a tea that's got a little bit of extra flavour than just tea, as in like jasmine or you know. yeah, yeah, jasmine, yeah. Floral teas are really, really nice. Yeah. Um, it's one I think it's worth if you can buy a nicer tea. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, you could use breakfast, like just ordinary breakfast tea. But if you've got some nice, you teas... you probably have to ask, <coughs> add lemon to it or some other flavour if you were yeah. going to use a, a bog standard tea. So you could, um, if we were just using just a really plain tea, you might put things like you know citrus peel, um, cucumber slices, yeah, um, fruit, and that will flavour. So it just as well. use it as a base. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Fantastic. Those are brilliant tips, Hannah. Thank you so much 
for coming to talk to us today and happy summer drinking. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.